Hey there. On today's episode, we talk about Wendy Williams. Yep, yep, yep. We got to talk about the business of it all. Number two, the number one thing keeping you from your million dollar business. And the one thing that you need to be doing every single day to make sure that you get there. And of course, my message to them. So, hey, let's get started. Welcome to the Million Dollar Equation podcast, a podcast about the easiest, fastest way to build a million dollar business based on the best selling book, The Million Dollar Equation. If you love business, each episode reveals all of the core fundamental essentials for growth. Now, Here's your host, Rochelle Shaw. Hey, 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 and we are back. We are back with today's latest and greatest episode. And so there's a couple of things that's going to be a little different about today's episode um, because our topic is something that is near and dear to my heart and kind of been there going around and around and and now you know I said well if I'm going to share it I might as well share it with y'all right and it is uh Wendy Williams so if you don't know Wendy Williams uh then (laughs) uh let me just kind of give you some background yes so Wendy Williams has a talk show that I think it's like in season 12 now um it is normally on Fox uh So when she started, she came from radio. She'd been in radio from years. And so she came from the shock jock era. So kind of Howard Stern to African-Americans. Yeah. So she says really controversial things, um, things that uh, she loves to share the dirt. So things that normal people would go, not tell other people that like when she finds them she loves to share those details um she was one of the first ones who talked about uh Whitney Houston's drug addiction right when she was just this the 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 princess to the world Wendy Williams was one of those people who was like no I don't know you know she smokes crack she she does these other things um she also outed her and talked about her relationship with her um, best friend, uh, which, you know, the stuff ended up being very, very true, but there's just some things you just don't do, right? And so Wendy Williams had no filter. So I am a person that for years had no filter, right? Um, I did anything for the joke, anything to be funny, um, anything to make things kind of Oh yeah, this is great, right? Um, But what I learned from this and some really great business lessons. So the reason why I wanted to talk to you today is not about that her scandal and is it karma and any of that stuff, but no, but the fact that that here she created this talk show, um, this talk show based on a format that she had been doing for years with hot topics, right? And so now The View does hot topics, um, the talk, (laughs) does hot topics like everybody does this now right and so it was just her take on what's going on in the world right so she had kind of trademarked the stuff and and really kind of based it off of johnny carson's um um his monologue that used to come out right and so i've been teaching this for years of this is how you get into the minds of your prospects right by talking to them about what's going on in the news so if you have 
a couple episodes ago, we talked about retention and about a newsletter. And so the beginning of your newsletter needs to have this Johnny Carson segment, right? It needs to have something that's just going on in the world that, that your followers, your tribe, your clients, customers, prospects can figure out like kind of who you are, right? Um, and this all kind of came from like Wendy Williams took it to the extreme. So business-wise, uh, she came up with a show. Um, she was an executive producer on the show and she added the husband uh, as a way to giving him money, right? So that I just don't have to give you money, but you can earn your own uh, because that's a whole nother subject. We can do that, you know, successful women, um, and their challenge and finding someone evenly yoked and then not being in competition. Ah, that's a, that's a whole nother show. We'll do that someday. But what I wanted to talk to you about is here. She believed that she owned her reality and she actually didn't. So now on the show, there's guest hosts, like the show is still going on while she's incapacitated or, or dealing with her health and dealing with these health issues. Um, her mother passed away too. Um, so she's just battling right now, right? She's battling deep and her, her business is going on without her and without her making a lot of the decisions. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk to you today about is you know, have you created a business or have you created a good job, right? Do you have something that still produces for you, which is ultimately what a business is? Do you have something that produces for you in case you are incapacitated, in case you can't do things every day, right? So, so this is kind of my love letter. Um, uh, and, and what I earned the right to do because I have other business entities producing for me. So the goal is never to be famous. Hear me correctly. You get famous way before you get rich, way before you become wealthy. Yeah. And you want to make sure that you have assets working towards building more wealth. And it's not just you working, right? Warren Buffett said, if we work every day, if we can't make money in our sleep, then we will work until we die. Yeah. So one of the things that I noticed is that she's got guest hosts and the show still goes on. So that's a good thing. But the other thing that she's done that really causes concern and I want you to be thinking about as the entrepreneur is, she doesn't have a real team behind her. So I am uh, a kid of the TV generation, okay? So that was my babysitter. I pretty much turned on television. I love television. So I am not one of those entrepreneurial coaches who says, uh, don't watch TV, turn it off. That's my way of escaping. Like that's my way of creating, um, um, creative juices to get flowing is I can sit and watch a Hallmark movie all day long and it has a happy ending and I'm amazing when I finish, you know what I mean? It allowed me not to think about burdens about the things that are going on in my life. Um, 
so I love TV. And so she had a made for television movie that she produced, um, that she wanted her truth out where she talked about her and her relationship with her husband and that, um, it was never a good relationship, uh, but she faked it for so long because she wanted a baby, uh, and she just wanted to be loved. Right. So now that she has no real team behind her or a team that supports her, right? Or even her beloved son who's now in college. So he's, he's of age. Yeah. The bank all of a sudden is not giving her access. Wells Fargo has blocked access to all of her accounts because they said she's incapacitated. What the, f right? Now I'm just reporting what I read in the news. I don't know this to be true. So let's say allegedly, but how in the, how do we get here? How do we get here? So the number one thing that I want you to do today, today is assemble your Avengers. Yeah. Assemble a justice league for you assemble those people around you see because because we as as entrepreneurs we often believe that nobody believes in us yes and so that the only people that end up on our team and become our friends are people that we're paying and then when things get hairy we get a little a little nervous about that and we start to think well are they really our friends or are they just here because i'm paying them and it makes things really, really, really funky. So God bless a couple of organizations that I joined very, very early, um, especially when I owned, you know, here I am 35, 36. Uh, and that was, geez, you know, I bought the company at 30. So now I had been trying to do this thing alone. The only friends I had were people I was paying. Um, was in a, a relationship that shouldn't have been there, uh, that I was paying also. So that's why when I hear her story, I go, <laughs> I've done that. I've done all that shit. Um, you know, what, what do you do? And so, uh, I had a group that I joined, uh, WPO. So women's president's organization, uh, you have to do a million dollars to get in the group. But I was with other women who were just like me, right? Who built million dollar businesses, um, who currently owned million dollar businesses. And, you know, it was fun to go to lunch with them and not always have to pick up the check. Yeah. It was fun to go to lunch with them to talk about well, what did you do when this happened, right? We had a sort of a mastermind that we met once a month. And when it was your turn, you got to throw up on everybody and everybody would empathize with you, right? And they would let you be down on yourself. And then the next day they would be like, all right, Miss Rochelle, get your ass up, let's go. All right, we, we, don't, we don't lay and we cry. We don't go under the covers. Get your ass up, let's go, right? Get your ass up, let's go. How many times do you have that in your life? So if you are an entrepreneur today, you need to assemble those people. You know, um, my bestie is, uh, she was a client first and then, um, 
she always respected my craft. Like she never asked, she never tried to pick my brain as she became my best friend. She never, uh, she went with me, she traveled with me. She went to speaking engagements with me. Um, she protected me at all costs, right? Like there's nothing like that. Yeah, I, I remember one time I was speaking at an event and she, uh, it was lunchtime and so I sat down to eat. And so this was one of those that they didn't know me, you know, just like y'all, right? Like I'm just now doing this for the world, right? But I, I pretty much, as I tell you, I'm the baddest chick on the planet, right? And so me in front of an audience, knock it off, right? Like, like I've been doing that since high school since since even younger than that gosh i've been performing um ah yeah young 10 um geez well this this the legend right the story how it goes is that for my preschool talent show i was the mc <laughs> and every time i came out i'm like three and a half and i'm like good evening ladies and gentlemen so every time i came out in between acts so then the audience started to do it with me and then it, would, it just became the joke, right? So I just kept doing it. And that's where I learned kind of timing. That's, a, you know, at three and a half. So, so I've been doing this for a minute. So we, we go to this event, nobody knows me. And I say to her, cause this is the first time like she's been with, well, she's been with me a couple of times, but, but she'd never seen it at, in this big area, right? And I go, hey, I don't know how this is gonna go, right? But right now nobody knows me. I have a feeling that it, it might be a little, so you got me? And she's like, I got, uh, so sure shit, I speak. Um, and it's like 10 minutes, right? It's not like I have like a whole hour, it's 10 minutes. And the line is wrapped and people won't let me off the stage. Um, the next speaker behind me, Um, I used to be embarrassed by telling those stories. I'm not anymore. It just is, right? It just is how it works. So, so I finally get a moment and she says, you need to eat because I hadn't eaten. It's late in the afternoon. Um, I'm still, you know, shaking hands and whichever. And so I'm finally sitting down and I'm eating and I'm eating with my hands and somebody came running over to shake my hand. And so she stopped them and she said, you know, thank you so much. You know, Rochelle is eating right now, but more importantly, like she is eating with her hands. So please don't shake her hand while you're eating unless, you know, this was way before COVID, right? This is way before any of that. And I, and I knew at that moment, I have the right person around me. I have somebody who truly cares about me and and I almost told her don't do that like it's okay right but I thought about it and I go wow here's somebody who's truly on my team and so as entrepreneurs we are the loneliest people on the planet right like like all we want to do is talk about business all day long like this is how you got here watching me or listening to me um is because this is what we want to do this is this is what we love to do and there's not many people like us. And I feel badly for Wendy that she doesn't have the right team around her. 
um, because she made some decisions to alienate some people. And now she has this thing about not trusting. And then the bank gets to take your money, gets access to your money. What the hell? I wish a bank would shut my baby. No, that's not how that works. It's not how that works. So, you know, let's make sure that number one, that you are in some type of group, right? Um, of course, if you want to join any of my masterminds, you know, reach out <laughs> somewhere, uh, go to, go to rochelleshaw.com and, and figure out if that's the thing for you. Um, but get in something, please get in something. So I'm like Joel Osteen when he says, you know, just get into a Bible-based church somewhere, right? I want you to go somewhere so that somebody is working. Um, all right, that's that, that's my take on what's going on in the world. Uh, hey, coming up next is uh, your MDE lesson, your million dollar equation lesson today. And it's one that, that has absolutely nothing to do with a tactic or a skill. It has to do with what's going on between those ears. So, hey, I'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening to my passion project and the Million Dollar Equation podcast. Love what you're hearing. If you like it, I love it. <laughs> so click the subscribe button to get each week your new favorite episode. Hey, 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 all right, we're back, we're back. Let's talk about your million dollar equation lesson today. And this one is actually um, fairly simple, uh, but it's probably the most important, the most important process in this whole thing of building your own million dollar business or adding on an extra million, right? So it's all about your mindset, like what's going on between these two ears, right? These six inches or seven or however many you got going on there. <laughs> it's about what's going on there. And so lots of people like skip through this and they go, I don't care. I don't need any, 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 anything to go with my head. I know that I know I'm a succeed. I know I'm a succeed. Okay, that's good. But the whole thing about it is, is as soon as you say it, right? You have to have the abundant mindset too. So how does that work? How does that work? And here's how I can tell when you don't, right? Okay. And here's what I know for sure. The biggest deterrent in a million dollar business is a half a million dollars. Yeah. Once your business is generating half a million dollars, or once we fixed this little thing here, we fix this latest bill that's come up or this reason that forced you into entrepreneurship or this thing that made you go, okay, yeah, I need to make more money, right? Once we fix that, then what makes you go and get more? You gotta have that abundant mindset. So what goes on in an abundant mindset, right? So uh, for Again, as the stories are told, uh, my favorite aunt, my aunt Dory, uh, said to me one day when I was talking to her about the telephone company, right? I was, I was like, can you believe this? Like this month we did $3 million, right? 
And she was like, <laughs> but she also said, she goes, you know, when you were 12, you told me that you were going to own a million dollar business. What? I did. And she's like, yeah. What in the world? So I get asked all the time, like, Rochelle, did you always know? And I would have told you no, <laughs> right? But based on what my aunt told me, then the answer is yes. So, so here's what I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know if I was going to do it. I just knew that every day I fed myself. Yes. And I fed, stop. <laughs> right? But every day I fed myself with stories of people who were doing it. Yeah. There's a, there's another episode where I talk about um, country baby, right. And, and the movie baby boom and how I love that movie. But I watched intentionally as I watched business movies of people who went from zero to millions, like Brewster's Millions with uh, with Richard Pryor. Funny movie. And it's so amazing that um, they're like, hey, you have to spend like all of this money. It's a great movie if you haven't seen it. It's super funny um, because Richard Pryor is super funny. So my dad looked kind of like Richard Pryor and my dad was super funny. And the uh, the first album comedy album i ever listened to was um rich Pryor <laughs> with the monkey don't live here oh gosh i was telling those jokes at nine you know don't know what they really mean people were like oh my gosh like like getting on my dad for for <laughs> letting me listen to all of this stuff it was crazy it was truly 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 crazy um but Brewster's Millions. Um, I also watched uh, the movie Big, right? So here he became a kid and then and then he was like, yeah, I don't get it, you know, because I, I I spent my whole life going, yeah, I don't get it. Like, I loved it. Um, the Associates with Whoopi Goldberg, right? Um, and then I was just talking the other day about the, the movie with DMX when he wasn't the drug dealer, but he actually, he owned um 99.com or whatever and then he became an internet millionaire and he was helping his brother who was falsely accused and it, it was like a great movie too right all about business so it's always the business part of the movies that i fall in love with so i was feeding myself with that abundant mindset right um and then i kept fueling myself so how do you do that uh, never looking at a price. I would choose, do I want this? Okay. Then I, then I, I just put it in my bag. Like there was never, how much is that? Right. Um, that didn't come until after I lost it all. Then I started, oh my gosh. Okay. I can't just go and, um, just go to Costco and buy everything. Right. Cause I, cause everybody's got a limit and, uh, you need to figure out what your limit is. Right. So a lot, especially when you are selling to your clients, is it within your client's limit? So if they go to the grocery store or, or let's say they go to Costco. Okay. And, um, if their limit is $50, then everything $50 or less, and they want it, they just put it in their basket. They don't think about it. They just go, oh, yeah, okay. Look, uh, 47. Yes. I'll take it. 
Yeah. So my limit was $500. So as long as if it, it was 500 bucks or less, then I wouldn't even think about it. I'd just put it in the basket and I would go. So then I ended up with every kitchen apparatus ever made. I had, if you wanted a pea strainer, I had that. If you wanted a, you know, all the, the seven in one, all, all, of, all of that stuff I had, right? And I never cook, never, never cook. Uh, so, but I had it because it was under $500 and they had it at Costco and I was watching the demonstration and I was like, yeah, I'm sold. Cause I also love a sales presentation. So you need to know like, what is your client's abundant mindset too, right? Do they have a challenge? Are they really believing that they can do those things also? Are they believing that they can make a million dollars, right? And it wasn't until after I wrote the book, The Million Dollar Equation, and I started speaking, and I started speaking nationally, and I started to go and train, and, and uh, insurance companies would bring me in, and I would train their insurance agents. Um, I had doctors, of course, you guys know that, who brought me in to train the doctor. And uh, when we went from a insurance base, they didn't have any problem. But when I switched them to a cash base, they had such a hard time asking for the sale. What is that about? It's about because they didn't have an abundant mindset. They didn't think that people should pay more than $20 copay for their services. Like that didn't make sense to me, right? I go, I want it talking about what are you talking about so this 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 abundant mindset it comes out of nowhere it comes from places that you go oh where did that come from right so get one with yourself and figure out do you have this abundant mindset because here's what i found out too after i wrote the million dollar equation and i started working with entrepreneurs on building their own million dollar business is that a lot of them really didn't want to build a million dollar business. They didn't want to do everything it took to build a million dollar business. They would come and, Michelle, what's the one thing? There ain't no one thing, right? What's the easiest thing? There isn't. It's all hard. It's all hard. If it wasn't, everybody would be doing it. So then they would stay in investigation mode they would stay in learning mode and never go into implementation mode or when they finally implemented if it wasn't immediate they would stop had somebody uh sent in um for you guys know that i am the president of client attraction university and so we had somebody who actually came in they were a coach um or i'm sorry they wanted to be a coach they really weren't a coach and so they wanted to use our system to become a coach and so she went through everything right and she's like i'm just gonna stay at my two hundred and thirty thousand dollar job knock it off right like like oh well what are we supposed to just <gasps> like right like but you said you wanted to build a million dollar business. So what's 230, 230. 
It's really not a lot of money. 20 grand a month? It's not even 20 grand a month. Like, and after taxes, now it's really 10 grand a month. Okay, so you get a beautiful palatial estate, right? You get a nice house, million dollar house. Your mortgage is five grand. You driving a Tesla? What you driving? BMW? You driving a Mercedes? Okay, the lease is 1100. All right, so now we've already spent 6,200 and you ain't eight yet. You haven't paid the lights. You know, my power bill on my on my palatial estate in Las Vegas in the middle of the summer would be $1,200 to pay for the lights, my pool and the outside and the three air conditioners. What are we talking about here? 230,000. She doesn't have an abundant mindset and she's settling with the 230. I'm not saying 20 grand a month isn't fun. Yeah. But you know, once you get your house and you pay it off um, and your cars and you pay it off, it's kind of hard to spend 20 grand a month. Well, you should try. So here's some things um, <laughs> to really look at is to ask those deep questions. Do you really want to build a million dollar business? And if you really want to see, cause I've been giving you strategies and tips um, and assignments every single week, right? And so now we're deep enough in this that you see the rhythm, you know, are you getting it done within the week? Are you waiting for the next assignment? If you are, hey, make sure that you go over to the website, let me know. Hey, Rochelle, I'm all caught up. I'm ready for the next assignment because it's here normally that I have to talk to all of my clients about mindset, about is this what you really wanna do? Because as soon as you are committed to be an excellent and to building the world cuts loose. Okay. Everything changes. You get hit with the kids get sick, you know, stuff all trust me. It happens. I know. I know. That's why this is my love letter to you. So, uh, what should be your assignment, right? So here's your assignment. Here's what we work on uh, when you work with me or with my team is that we start with what's going on between your head, right? So first of all is, is I want you to really make a true, true, true assessment of are you really or do you truly have an abundant mindset? Uh, do you really want to build a million dollar business, right? Because once we satisfy you, then what do you want to use that money for? What is your why? What is it? Is it create a legacy for your kid? Like, like this podcast is so that when I'm no longer here or when I'm incapacitated or when there's a time I want my kid to have everything that's inside of me. So TD Jake says, it's not what you leave to them. It's what you leave in them that changes your children not what you leave to them, it's what you leave in them. So I want to leave in her, in her, what she needs. And if she ever needs something, she can come listen to this. She can come watch this. She can come say, well, what's going on? My mommy's here today, it's raining here. <laughs> so she can see what's going on, yeah? 
So you definitely want to make that assessment. A uh, second thing that you want to do for your assignment this week is create your own morning ritual. And I always call it mental armor. Those things that you read, that you put down on paper, your affirmations, however you want to do it. So um, I have my own journal that um, people have asked me to sell. And I'm like, ah, no, you know, it's so, it's so personal the way that I, the, the way that I kind of do things. But I think um, it can definitely help. So if, if you need help with like what your journal should look like or, or what you use, you know, let me know. Then maybe I will pull it, put it out for a nominal fee, right? Um, so you could see it. But I have, I do at the end of the day, you know, the things that I'm grateful for at the end of the day. I do um, the things that I accomplished for the day, right? Because our list is never done. So what did I get done today? Did, is it moving me closer to my goal or further away from my goal, right? Did I take the afternoon off because we can do that as entrepreneurs and just hang out? You know, is that moving me closer to my goal? Well, yeah, because it allowed me to decompress and really just stop overthinking things, right? Um, what is else goes in your mental armor so that you can begin and end each day. And one of the things that I've been doing recently is uh, that I stole from this other gal is she does lines every day. So I actually write like, I will be good in school. Those type of lines, you remember those? Yeah, so I have my abundance ones that money comes easy and effortlessly to me. Um, people can't wait for me to show up. Uh, all those things because what's here is so powerful to make you think. Like it ruins relationships, it ruins partnerships, it ruins businesses. You know, that thing that we have, the things, the emotional part that we put into the world. Yeah. So making sure that every single day you go through your daily armor will change everything for you. All right. So I'll be right back um, and with my message to Devin. All right. Hey, make sure you get that mental armor done. All right. See you in a minute. Hey, 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 MDE Nation. <laughs> Have you grabbed the original, the OG book, the book that started it all, the book, The Million Dollar Equation? That was my original passion project where everybody kept asking me, Michelle, tell me how you rebuilt back your million dollar business. How in the world did you come back from losing it all? How in the world did you do it? And I sat and I spent two weeks and I wrote The Million Dollar Equation. So it sounds exactly how I talk. If you put my voice to it while you're reading it, you will feel the essence of me, but you will also learn some really great valuable lessons on how to build your own million dollar business. Yep, you can grab it right there on Amazon. And we're back. Um, and today's message for Devin is uh, why that Wendy Williams thing just kind of hit me really hard. It's because I think, wow, how come her, her son isn't like stepping in, right? So did she really empower him? Did she empower him to be that person for her? I mean, he's in his 20s, like, like, my 16 year old is empowered enough to, or maybe not. So Devin, <laughs> this is your shot, right? Um, I always want you to be, you are stronger than you think, and you can create 
everything you want in your mind. Um, how did I become really great at sales? And uh, this is this is a true message for my kids because sales has allowed me to create a future for myself. Being able to ask for the sale um, helped me at the telephone company, right? Because uh, I think many of you know that I was I was a salesperson when I started, and um, that's how I was hired. But I had to follow up with the guy to ask for the job. You know, are you still looking for people? And he was like, "Yes! Oh my gosh, really? Do you want to come work for us?" And I had been sitting waiting for him for two weeks to call me, but it was a follow up. Right? Um, once I got there then I just started selling. And what I loved about the telephone business, I never had to ask for a check, right? I just asked them, do you want to switch? Do you want to switch your carrier to us? And they were like, hell yeah. If you don't like it, we can switch you back. But I built up my own armor. Yes, my own mental armor around sales so that I was able to ask for the business. I was able to ask that question, are you interested? And so I want my kid to always feel like she could do that, right? But with one caution. The reason why I became good at sales is because I felt like I wasn't good enough for the world. Um, I went to a school where a lot of kids didn't look like me. And the ones that did look like me felt that I was different. And so I was always different from others. Um, didn't know what that was. So how I became good at sales, always, you know, the tears, here we go. How I became good at sales is because um, I spent so much of my life trying to convince people that I was good enough. And so I would create my own defense. So one of the other things that I love is uh, lawyer shows, right? So the original Law and Order, boom, boom. Um, by the way, it's coming back on. <laughs> so by the time you, you watch this or listen to it, it's probably already back on, but I loved it. Um, and so I would build my own case. And for years, I thought I was going to be a lawyer um, until I found out it was another four years. And, oh, nah. Yeah, I'm ready to get out. <laughs> um, and so I spent so much time creating why you should pick me. So again, we started today's show talking about Wendy Williams' struggles. And when I was watching her Lifetime movie, I realized that Wendy's problem was that too. She was trying to get people just And she felt that money 
would help her get people to pick her. So my message to Devin today. The money will never get people to pick you. Those who pick you don't care about the money. They pick you because of you. And that means that you have to get rid of those people who are just here for the money. And it's hard to figure that out. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's hard. It's so hard because we want those that we want, right? But the right one will show up. You'll end up picking the right one listen to all of those things listen to your heart trust your gut be cautious but in the end always lead with love so i've always led with love does that mean that i got hurt a lot yep which is you know, I think that's what the tears are from, right? It's because I want to protect her from that heart. But there's reason why we do the mental armor. Reason why we start off in gratitude. because hurt is a part of life. Reason why I told you about WPO is because you get one day to go lay down, put the covers over your head and cry your eyes out. But damn it, we're gonna say, get your ass up, let's go the next day, All right? So if you've been waiting for the sign, Get your ass up. It's been my honor to serve today. Um, let's go. Get your mind right. If you need me help, of course, reach out. Let us know. You are worthy. You are needed in this world. The world needs you. We have to make a difference. That's what this podcast is about. Making a difference. I love you for free. And if there was any assignment you don't skip, don't skip this one. All right. I love you. I love you for free. I uh, will see you next time.